Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this podcast episode is Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Heartless by Elsie Silver. This is book two in the Chestnut Springs series. Now, had you read book one before you read this? I have not. This is actually the first time I've read Elsie Silver. So it actually fits perfectly in the um, Buzzing About Romance UDU author challenge for me. Perfect. So a little check mark for me on that. Yay. Um, okay, so I had read book one. If you are part of our Patreon, you can go over and listen to a Should You Read It, where I do a bit of a breakdown on book one and talk about that book over there. So, um, and those are exclusive to Patreon. So you, there's lots of them over there. Okay, let's get into book two, Heartless. Um, read the synopsis for us from Goodreads. Working as a nanny for the world's grumpiest single dad should have been simple, except I can't keep my eyes off him, and he can't keep his hands off me. Cade Eaton is 13 years older than I am, barely looks my way, until I get him into the hot tub one night for a game of truth or dare. Then all bets are off, and so are our clothes. He's gruff, a little rough around the edges. But broad-shouldered ranchers with callous hands and filthy mouths are this city girl's kryptonite. So who am I to resist? But it's in our quiet moments together that he softens. It's when he takes care of me that I realize his hardening exterior is just a facade. It's when I watch him go all sweet with his little boy that I really fall for him. Someone convinced him once that he wasn't good enough, but I've never felt more cherished than I do in his arms. My contract says this arrangement is only for two months, but my heart says this is forever. So this book was released October 14th of 2022. Tropes are single dad, cowboy, opposites attract, small down, family series, uh, nanny, close proximity, age gap, and as a slow burn. It is Chestnut Springs uh, number two. This is a series of standalones. Put out percentage was 58%. And this is currently available on Kindle Unlimited. And I will I will say this is can be read as a standalone because I haven't read book one. I felt like I followed along well. I, you know, didn't feel like I was missing anything, but I was definitely intrigued by the characters from book one. Okay. So before we get into this too far, I do want to say. I did not love this book. There are things about this book that I loved, but there are a couple of things that we're going to talk about and they might seem a little spoilerish, but they're not because we aren't going to give away the whole journey they go through. I just want to talk about some plot holes, but I will wait till the end of the episode to talk about those because I have thoughts. Um, and you know how I am, Carolina. I got to get them out. Becky has thoughts? What? <laughs> well, and I have to get them out or they fester and... Anyway, that's not good for anybody. It's not really good for anybody. Okay, so let's talk about Kate Easton. He was like the grumpiest of cowboys, and I really liked his character. I did too. I mean, like he's that broody grump, and that has like the world on his shoulders. Um, that makes him kind of so fun, and you just want to like poke at him, which 
I think Willa did perfectly. Um, and I mean, when you get his son around him, I will say like in the blurb, it talks about how like it melted her, melted her heart. Like it totally did. Cause when it came to his son, like that he knew that was number one, even though he was responsible for the ranch and everything, all everything was on his shoulders. Like when it came to his boy, that was it. Yeah. Well, and Cade is a single dad to son Luke. He is divorced. His ex-wife, she makes a very mild appearance, but she's basically very much a stereotypical narcissist personality. We see these a lot in single parent romances that the dad is, or, you know, is the sole caregiver because the ex-wife is so caught up in her own life and her own existence that she's only available to the child when it's convenient for her. Mm-hmm. And Luke's mom is absolutely that kind of character. Um, did I want more? Did I need more? No. But it was really kind of tropey that we see often. Yeah. Um, Cade himself is absolutely the caretaker of this whole family, including the ranch. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's probably um, in in a cowboy rancher romance, there's there's usually a very clear patriarch and matriarch, and that's like the senior parent, even though we are getting the story of the adult kids, right? It's it's the grandparents' parents that, and I felt like this one was very much, he's the patriarch, even though his dad's there. His dad was is just very much a side character (laughs) he Um, is it was a little frustrating because this is like a huge spread of a ranch and there's history here Cade lost his mom at a young age he ended up caring for his four younger siblings along with a cousin and a friend that ended up you know living on the ranch as teens I think that is correct I could be wrong um but so he's been this caregiver and in his dad it's explained that because of his dad's own grief, he couldn't, his dad just had to get through the day to day. And so Kate kind of picked up the slack. And from, you know, basically from age 18 on, he took over managing, controlling, and working the ranch. And dad just slowly retired out of the Based picture. Out. Yeah. And and it's not like, you definitely get that he loves the ranch. He loves working it. He but he he also feels the responsibility ever since you know ever since his mom passed away he he talks about how he helps with his brothers it kind of fell on him to you know pick up pick up kind of that parental guidance so let's talk about willa because she was an incredibly like fun character like she's a spitfire yeah, if Kate is dark and broody, she is light and sunshine. Sassy, as all get out. Um, I really liked how she interacted with him. She had a way of pulling him out of his shell. And there was really great banter that creates mm-hmm. some really organic chemistry between the two of them as a couple. I would agree with that. I think she, you know, she challenges him. It frustrates him definitely in the beginning, which makes for some fun, some additional fun banter back and forth. Um, but she, she was definitely the light and airy and fun and playful. And um, Luke also responded to that, um, which I think is what he, 
what Luke needed is someone, you know, dad's all serious. Okay, let's eat, let's bathe, let's go to bed, let's make sure you're clothed, you know, like what are just that kind of responsibility. And so she's like, let's go climb a tree, let's go, you know, throw what lettuce do do today, throw lettuce out of a, a Jeep. Let's like, so he got to kind of explore kind of his wild side and let's read a book, let's learn how to play guitar, let's, um, so it, it gave him the freedom to play and, and be a kid. Right. Well, and he got to do it in his own home, in his own space, because his dad hired Willa to be his nanny. Yeah. Previous, he had been shuffled over to his grandpa's house or the housekeeper uh, and cook for the ranch. She would sometimes, she's elderly and a neighbor, and she would care for Luke. And he didn't get to go out and explore and go to kids' birthday parties and his friends and stuff in town because of life being so busy on the ranch and Willa really opened some doors for him. And I liked that because she also opened doors for his dad. Yes. Um, I will also say that you get all the quintessential, like the kids say the funniest things. Um, There was good. I feel like there was good balance of like the cute kid, you know, the kind of like the storybook kid that you want, but there was a few things where he wasn't so cute. (laughs) And so, well, he was age appropriate he was age appropriate his speech was age appropriate like that was really exceptionally well done like it didn't she wasn't trying to put story on the kid i also think within the pages of the story there was a really good balance of time as them as a couple time of them as individuals time of them both with the kids and also time Mm -hmm. of them individually with with the child um which is hard to do when you write a nanny romance or really any Mm -hmm. single parent romance because I've read a couple where it's very one-sided. Like it's kid and mm-hmm. nanny and dad's out of town. Or, you know, like it's a relationship that happens over like text message. But this one was done really well. Yeah. And all of it was very balanced um, and I think realistic in in what a single parent, you know, nanny would be. Um but I also have to say, like, you talk about text messages, and there were some great text chats throughout the book, um, because he, uh, Cade asked for updates, text oh, updates yes. throughout the day, and she kind of took it to extreme, which was hilarious. Yes. But you get them throughout the day. So she gets her witty banter, and he kind of, like, you know, no, what, I don't understand. They also get some flirty in there, I was going to say, the flirty in the text messages, all about yeah. her underwear and the status yeah. of her underwear. <laughs> There's a whole thing about that you can read about it in the book. Um, yeah, we're not going to spoil also, the underwear. <laughs> um, but I also thought it was a great way to weave in some flirty banter and move the story along in like short, quick, like quippy ways. Um, so I enjoyed that element of the book. Yeah, and Willow's character herself, she does seem to be at a bit of a crossroad in her life. She's the daughter of a famous rock star and a sex therapist. Her brother owns a club that she's been working at. The club is closed for remodel for the summer. And it just so happens that her best friend is Cade's sister-in-law and says, hey, come out here and be the nanny. And she does. And, but, (laughs) my complaint, we don't really get any self-discovery from her. There isn't a lot of, so this book is long. Like, this is a longer book. I would say that there was probably 100 pages too much. 
um, I felt, just because there's a lot of back and forth that didn't always progress the for the story the story as forward as I wanted it to be, especially because it lacked, in my opinion, for Willa to kind of share some internal monologues and thinking, like or have more conversations with her friend. Um, her yeah. best friend. I think there was opportun- more opportunities there that we could have taken some of the, like, the page time for that. Um, so you can get and get her more well, processing her th- journey. And Yeah, there's a couple things. Like, we don't understand what was happening back in the city that was leading her to feel that she was at this crossroad. That she wasn't happy. Yeah. We get hints, but it's never really explored versus we know why Cade is hesitant to start a relationship with Willa. We we get why Cade is hesitant to pursue her. And one of the things is mm-hmm. the age gap and it has to do with the situ- and the type of woman that he perceives Willa to be based on his past relationship. You know, she's a city girl, she's never going to be happy out here in the country with nothing. And we as the reader know that Willa is going to be happy, but we don't understand why she will be happy. You know, I part of it, there was, I think there was either opportunities to do it with like the best friend, have more scenes with the best friend or um, the hot tub conversations. Yes. All, I, there was another, like you could have put another hot tub conversation in like, in like another round of truth or dare to say, okay, truth, what is this about it? I think there was a lot of like, it's implied because she's the daughter of a famous rock star or, you know, a sex therapist. So you, you, as a reader, you're making some of your own assumptions about why she feels this way and that she work, works for her brother, but we never get it from her as yeah. a source. So, so the age gap in this book is very, it's, it's very well done. Willa is very smart. She is very bright. She does have a youthful exuberance, but it's so not so obnoxious that with a 13 year age difference that you're thinking, no, 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 this is icky. <laughs> it never felt like that. I thought it was no, really a well done age gap. It was just different. Like, hey, kind of is more set in his life more established you know he's he is on this ranch he's living on this farm and she's just kind of searching for her spot and place in life and she's had a lot of she's you know on the cusp of different experiences so I think in that sense um they were they were probably better matched in a maturity level it's just life experience is what separated them and is um Cade was hesitant you know he used the age difference as another reason that not to pursue Ford because she'd be she's young and vibrant she should be out in the city and not bored on the ranch and um and again that went back to his divorce and we didn't get necessarily the insight as to why Willa would be content just being mm-hmm. a mom you get some quips but we don't get any really like I just felt like her character growth was a little stagnant and there were a couple of other things and I have them in my review on the website and I won't get into them, but I just have to ask you this because you're going to be really real with me here. She talks (laughs) in the book about how close she is with her parents. And we don't get her parents. Do you think it's weird? They never show up even (laughs) in the flipping epilogue. 
I know. At least like a phone call or like a like a FaceTime. Come on. There was fucking nothing. And there's well, also and especially if you're dropping them as these famous rock stars, it's kind of like I need to see them. I need to especially like when Luke plays like guitar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I needed the parents. Yeah, it was a huge giant plot hole for me, especially when so it the author has this categorized on Amazon as being a surprise pregnancy. So that's not a spoiler for this book because she has it right in the title. Um, that being said, Willa has to make some decisions and has to do some things. And she talks in the book earlier on about how close she is with her parents and she shares everything with them. There's not even a phone call when this happens. Yeah. I was really angry about like, it was almost a Kindle throwing moment for me where I was like, WTF people. It, like, like the call. parents were MIA. <laughs> it just was really weird to me. And it felt like such a missed opportunity. Cause again, yeah, we would have gotten to see who was. Willa was. I think that's the biggest thing. It, it, the book was good, but there's parts of it that would make it great, right? Yeah. It's not like I would recommend people to read this book. I, I enjoyed the read. It was light. It was I was laughing with it. Um, yep. There's qualities I like about all of the characters. It just there was elements like plot holes missing. There was just plot holes and elements that would make it great. And I was talking five star read. Yeah. I was talking to a community member who read this after I read it. And when they messaged me, they were like, it was a good Kindle Unlimited read. Like they're glad they didn't buy that, that they just yeah. read it in Kindle Unlimited. And I, I accept that. I appreciate that dialogue. But it makes me sad because there are great books in Kindle Unlimited. It doesn't have to be great for. Do you know what I mean? It should just be a great yeah. book. A good book. It shouldn't matter where the book's available at. And I think it's like there's potential. I think the writing is well done. There's tons of chemistry. Want to read more from the author. Um, I liked her characters. I think she can work a little bit more on character growth, especially for Willa. But I think there's a lot of good there. It yeah. just needed a little more. Well, and the next book is, teasers are out for the next book. I think the next book releases in end of February, beginning of March. And it's the hockey player friend and uh, Cade's cousin, who's a dancer. And Oh, yeah. And they have, you know... Kind of this been crushing, quietly crushing on each other, pining, mutual pining, pining. Yep. and close proximity. So I am intrigued. I am not saying do not read these books, but as a as a reviewer, is in critiquing this book, there just were some things like another thing that bugged me a little bit was there's these really beautiful scenes of them dancing in the kitchen together, and it talks about one song coming on, and Willa goes silent. And they even mention the name of the person that sang it, you know, like, but then cuts out and she just, it talks about how she goes quiet and sad and withdraws and stop dancing. Well, it makes me wonder if the, it was supposed to be kind of a storyline where maybe in her youth, she was a pop star and that was her singing it. Like it's a hole, it's a hole. Yeah. And I needed stuff to fill that up because it's still <laughs> bugging me like a month later. 
anyway okay can I, okay i'm gonna i want to go back and put this on a positive okay um one of the things that i really loved about Cade's character is the things that he does to show his love the post-it like notes. the post-it notes the taking care of her when she's sick like this man this like and it, i kind of like I love this about like ranchers and cowboys of them showing their love. It's not just saying, I love you. You mean everything to me. It's in the little things. And that is so well done in this book. You know, I never thought about that, but you're right. In rancher or cowboy books, we do see a lot more caregiver and mm-hmm. action styled caregiving versus. Hmm. And there Herbal. always is a love and a respect of coffee. In cowboy yes. romances. I'm just saying, people. Well, I, and I think it's also in, like, Blue Collar. I, I find it more in Cowboy Blue Collar that they show it more. And he did do. Kay did an exceptional way in his care. And really, his care of Luke, his care of Willa, and mm-hmm. his care of his family. Like, this book gives big love feels. And it shows love through action as the love language. And there were great moments of that. So many good moments. And I did like that. And I liked that he was kind of a man of few words. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that it was, at times was kind of abrasive, but in a way that you were like, he loves her. (laughs) Yeah, he was, he's the lovable grump, you know? He's the lovable, moody, broody grump that you just like it's that quintessential cowboy that I fall in love with (laughs) yeah the book was really good it's exceptionally well written um great you know I didn't I wasn't like ooh, error ooh, error. it wasn't any of that it's really opportunities there was just opportunities to make it great and as somebody that is always excited for cowboys I know I want great all the time (laughs) Anyway, I did love this book. I mean, I liked this book. I didn't love it. I liked this book, and I do think it's worth a read. Um, yeah. I would recommend somebody read it. Absolutely. Especially I, if you like nanny single dads and grumpy sunshine. I think, yeah, any of those those types of tropes, those three tropes, then I think you're good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Carolina, thank you so much for reading Heartless and joining me for this quick shot of romance. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.